Hello and welcome back to the All Things Strongman podcast. We're back now with, I believe, episode seven. Uh, we're rattling through these and it's really good to get a number of different guests on. Obviously, we had the build-up to Britain's Strongest Man, which obviously a couple of weeks ago now. And now we're moving on to some other exciting conversations with some other great guests. And we're starting off with an absolute legend uh, of the Strongman, especially in the UK at the moment. It is, of course, A.D. Monks, who, if you don't know, is the creator of Unbreakable Promotions. You will have heard that name many times before. I've spoken about it already with a couple of the guests coming that have been on. But how are you doing, A.D.? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not too bad. It's all, mate, busy as ever. Uh, you know, it is. But, um, but yeah, no, no, good. Looking forward to this. Yeah, we had a little conversation before we started this. You're normally the guy asking the questions, how are you feeling being in the hot seats for once? <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, obviously, because, you know, when you're doing your preparation for these sort of, you know, podcasts, you know, you get your questions and you kind of get it all lined up and that, and, uh, you know, you're kind of asked the question and then the other person does does a lot of talking, you know, and you kind of jump in and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But when you're kind of sat on the other end, having the questions asked of you and not knowing, you know, kind of what they're going to be and, you know, it's a slightly different experience, I guess, but it's still a good one. Yeah, I'm sure I won't ask you th- anything too <laughs> too questionable. Well, I won't try and trip you up, don't worry. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as I mentioned there, obviously the owner-creator of Unbreakable Promotions. Um, just talk us through the exciting time and the exciting journey that your company's been on over the last couple of years. It's been an incredible journey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's you know, kind of been over the course of the last three, four years, maybe, sort of thing. And, um, you know, I think like with, with most um sort of strongman stuff you know i mean i started out as a competitor you know kind of did some novice went into you know the masters and all the rest of the sort of stuff and competed and you know for best part of you know maybe 10 years something like that and um you know and i think it would be fair to say that and i think most athletes would say this is that you you, you know you have varying experiences as you go along um you know and i thought you know, I'd, I'd like to kind of do this sort of thing. I'd like to, you know, you know, and I started out with, you know, quite with some novice comps and stuff like that sort of thing and found my feet a little bit and, you know, got the bug for it really. Um, you know, I thought, okay. And obviously it's kind of expanded quite rapidly from that point. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was kind of, it was really born out of, um, you know, being interested in it. Um, but also, you know, kind of wanting to, take an athlete's first approach, you know, and really kind of make them the center of, of what you're doing because they are the show, you know? So it's, uh, that's kind of where, where I kind of come from. And ha- having been an athlete, I kind of understand the things that are important to athletes. So that's kind of what I try to, to make the cornerstone of, you know, my preparations and, you know, the way I do things. Yeah. The one thing I've definitely gathered from a couple of other guys that are competing, have, have competed at your competitions, the one thing they've all said is how how great you run a comp, how much you do put the athlete first and make sure that safety is paramount and make sure that everybody's looked after. I feel like we all kind of hear horror stories mm-hmm. um, from in and around other promotions, other sort of maybe amateur competitions where that's maybe not the case. And I feel like having somebody like yourself who's really striving to put that at the forefront is is the way that it really does need to go, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, obviously you would have seen the same as everyone else. There's been a few court cases that have been floating around, um, over the last sort of few months, year, you know, and I don't want to comment on, on the whys and the wherefores of that, to be honest. But, 
you know, I think, you know, the way I look at it is that you should be able to, your straw man's a dangerous, dangerous enough thing, you know, whatever, you know, you're lifting heavy stuff, you're moving things, people are going to trip over, you know, biceps are going to tear and, and that's all part and parcel of strongman. And, and I think pretty much everyone kind of accepts that risk. Do you know what I mean? But what you shouldn't have is a situation where you're injured because of, you know, something's not being thought out or a piece of equipment's not, not fit for purpose. And I'm being honest, I've competed at competitions where I've gone, this is a bit, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not a wholly kind of happy about this, but you know, you, you kind of get on with it a little bit sort of thing, like, you know, and um, you know, I was very lucky and I never had any kind of major injuries off the back of, you know, being in a competition or anything like that, but you should fundamentally be able to sign up for something, train for it, turn up, have a great day because it is meant to be fun, you know, have a great day, compete, you know, enjoy yourself and go home. And yeah, you're going to be sore and, you know, you might have a few niggles and stuff like that, but you shouldn't fundamentally be broken in a way that stops you, you know, because we've all got day jobs, you know, you've got to compete on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday morning and you've got to get up on Monday and go to work, you know? So it's, I think it's important that, you know, as much as you can possibly do as a promoter is to do everything that's within your control to make it as safe as you possibly can. Yeah. I feel like that is a big key when anybody's putting on a competition, you look at the lengths that guys like giants live, they really do go to the extreme to make sure that the kit that they're using is, is safe as can be. Obviously, as you, as you say, it's not a risk-free sport. Unfortunately, we've, We've all unfortunately seen people. That's what makes it exciting. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah in it, a way, it, isn't it? It's in not part, even, yeah. Yeah. It is you know, I mean, that risk. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, you know, like it or not, there is an oddity factor to strong man, yeah. you know, and, and strong woman. You know, it's kind of, it's human beings picking up heavy objects, difficult objects and doing things that, you know, your average person is like, you know, things like car flips and stuff like that. It's just... It, you know, it, and and that I think is part of the allure of the sport, and that's part of the reason why people come to watch it is that you've got those kind of things, you know. And I mean, a good example is the um, the Viking walk that we use. You know, it's just this huge kind of wooden log that you carry up and down on a frame. For those of you that haven't seen it, but you know, it, it you know even makes you know six foot ten, two hundred kilo guys look small. Yeah. You know, and when the crowd's watching it, they look at it and they're like, "That guy's massive," and that you know, he's he's really toiling with that or he's, it, it doesn't look small in comparison to him and they can kind of relate it in that way. And I think, you know, those those sorts of things is, you know, sometimes is what gets people to be fans of the sport. And as they go farther in, they obviously learn more about it and stuff like that. But I think, you know, certainly, you know, when you kind of talk about things on the TV at Christmas and stuff, you know, people just see a load of massive human beings doing crazy things that, they don't think is possible and that's kind of where the magic is i guess in a way it is absolutely and obviously origins of strongman coming from sort of circus performers and those unbelievable acts of strength and it is at the end of the day an entertainment sport i would say i mean that's the thing as well is that you know with talking about promotions i guess you know it's it's kind of you know, it is about, you know, who's the strongest person, but it is also, you know, and depending on what level you, 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 you know, you're competing at here, but there is a show element to it. You know, it's got to be entertaining and it's got to be exciting. And do you know what I mean? So, you know, it isn't always going to be the strongest guy that it gets the best reaction. You know, there are some kind of really 
good examples of guys that you know maybe weren't the the best or the strongest but were huge huge fan favorites based around their personality and their charisma and just how they engage with people you know and it's just it's I always kind of look at it as a almost like a triangle of things you know you got kind of strength charisma and personality if you get the three of them you're going to get a massive massive impact on yeah. you know whether it's a giants or scl or whatever it might be you know from a tv audience and people in the crowd you can see it it's almost like a um when you see someone that kind of has those things i mean and evans now is a really good example of that you know he's full of personality and charisma and a really strong guy and you can see people warming to him gav bill another great example of that you know he's you know he's someone that just people connect with as a person and you know there's you know all the other things we we're just talking about you beat me to it there. I was going to mention Evans Nana, obviously an absolute character. If anybody's ever met him or ever seen him at a Giants Live, he's obviously been to two now. So people, a lot more people have been exposed to the absolute enigma and just bundle of energy that Evans is. If anybody's met him, he's one of the sweetest, most loveliest guys, as I'm sure you'll attest to. How did the sort of relationship between you guys sort of start to grow? So it's, um, I mean, it goes back a few years now. So um, when we were in Turkey at the SCL final, um, maybe two or three years ago now, um, and um, Evans kind of came and I hadn't met him before, you know, and um, we we sort of kind of got talking and, and you know, you, as you've kind of said, he's a, you know, he's a friendly guy and this sort of thing. And we sort of sat down talking and, you know, we were talking about how, you know, strongman careers develop and some of the bits we've just been touching on and, yeah. You know, I guess maybe I, I gave a little bit of advice, you know, based on what I thought was was good, good advice sort of thing like. And, um, you know, it, that kind of started a relationship and we kind of moved, moved kind of forward from there. And, you know, we kind of formalized it um, probably about a year later, maybe a little bit more into, you know, I kind of manage Evans's career now sort of thing. So I work with him really closely around you know, events, you know, preparation, um, you know, competitions, you know, marketing and, uh, you know, sponsorship and stuff like that. I mean, to be clear, I'm not his coach. You know, I don't, you know, that's not, I mean, Loz is his coach. He does all that sort of side of things with him. You know, I just do the other bits around the edges sort of thing. And, uh, you know, generally, you know, as you know, kind of travel to the competitions with him and, um, you know, kind of work backstage and just, you know, help him to get himself into his best position. But, you know, awesome guy and going to be a big, big star without a doubt. He really is, and he's really coming to his own, especially the last 12 months. I feel like we've really seen that development of his actual strength side of it. Take, take the charisma and the personality aside, that's always going to be there. But his strength's really coming on. He's, he's obviously, I mentioned earlier, been to two Giants lives now. Won an international comp, won one of the SAL competitions, I believe, Portugal. Yes. Yeah, top, yeah. Of my, top of my head. Do we see him potentially at a world's strongest man this year? Is it maybe well, a little bit too early? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, it depends on, um, you know, how you view these things, because obviously there's always, a, you know, a blend to be had sort of thing. And, you know, there's certain people that will obviously get an invite back because of where they placed the previous year. And, um, you know, and, um, you know, but obviously kind of my understanding of it anyway is it kind of, you know, you have a kind of almost like a Brits, you know, uh, a rest of the Brits and Americans, Europeans, and then there's a kind of a rest of the world category. Um, obviously, you know, Evans is from is represents Ghana, so I guess he falls into that category. So, um, you know, who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's um, it kind of goes back to the the point we were making about that kind of blend of personality, charisma, strength, 
you know, he ticks all those three boxes. Uh, I mean, I'm nothing, I'm nothing to do with that cycle of decisions. I have no inside information yeah. or anything like that. I mean, I think he, I think he'd be amazing at it. Um, you know, I think he'd be great for the competition. Um, but you know, as to, you know, I mean, it can't be far away now when they're going to announce because the Brits was kind of the last piece yeah. of the jigsaw, you know, it with started. the boat. Yeah. Start dropping a few names. I think obviously the guys that are former champions, the guys that have automatically qualified through obviously podiuming at Giants Live, I think they've announced those guys. And then I think it's just sort of the sort of second half of those kind of entries for this year that we're just waiting on those names. It, it depends. I mean, and I don't know the answer to this, but it depends on, you know, they've had, they've taken different numbers on different years, you know, so it's kind of been 20, 25, 30, you know, and obviously that's going to affect the yeah. the mix and the numbers and all that sort of stuff. Like, so yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's exciting, you know, because it's going to kind of come out in a, hopefully in the next few weeks, I would say, um, you know, and, you know, fingers crossed, Evans will, you know, will get the, get the nod and uh, we can uh, jump on a plane and head out there. Would be nice, I suppose. Um, obviously, we've mentioned a little bit about SCL. Your involvement with SCL is kind of where kind of me and you first got into contact. Yeah. Yeah, that's way back when, I think you were pretty much one of the first guys to reach out to me when I started uh, the All Things Strongman uh, page on Instagram uh, and been a real big supporter of the page. So thank you very much for that. For You're very stuff. welcome. It's great, uh, great content, mate. It's great content. Thank you. Thank you. Um, how did the sort of relationship with the Strongman Champions League come around? So um, almost by accident, in a way. Right. Because, um, Happy accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I obviously was aware of the Strongman Champions League. And, you know, I mean, it's been around for a really long time sort of thing, um, but obviously hasn't been in the UK mm. for, for a long time prior to me getting involved. But um, so I was kind of approached through um, a guy called Alex Lungu, you may know, um, who had, was doing or had been doing some um, some SCL stuff. And it was really around some sponsorship. And I, along with Unbreakable, I also have a company called Lift the Bar Apparel, which is a, a company that's based around kind of mental health for, you know, kind of for everyone, but for service leavers as well. You know, and um, you know, there's a whole kind of range of T-shirts, and that's kind of where the un- unbreakable thing comes from. Is there's a link between the two, yeah. um, and so I kind of sponsored um, an event at SCL Romania, um, and kind of went out, and um, you know, I had a great time, and all the rest of the sort of stuff. Like, and you know, I was kind of sat there watching it, and, and I was thinking, I can't believe this isn't in the UK. Mm. I mean, like, the UK is a massive, massive market for for strongman. It's just it's madness that they're not. And, um, you know, it was kind of, you know, as you do, sat having a beer with the, the crew and, you know, the directors and all the rest of this sort of stuff. And, you know, kind of asked the question. There was a bit of a, oh, well, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, we didn't have a great experience previously when they came over. I think it was in 2007. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a great experience. So, you know, we not really, you know. And I was like, well, you know, OK, I understand that. But a lot has changed in that time. And I'm not I'm not those people. So, you know. Um, you know, and it was kind of about a six month process, you know, of talking, kind of, you know, um, sketching out what, what it would be, what the relationship would be, you know, how the show would be run and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, I kind of, 
made the effort to kind of go and travel to a few of the shows and kind of start to build a bit of a relationship with the um with the tour directors and yeah yeah we sort of got to towards the back end of the year and um yes yeah, sealed the deal and you know been going from there ever since um you know so i think we're in our third year now um so it's going great i was gonna say i've got down here that it's the third year in 2024 so how, what have you learned from those first two comps uh in the first two years so i mean um I mean, from a promoter's perspective, um, the, you know, kind of, you would, you would think that running a competition on, on different levels would, would be quite similar in, in some ways, but it, it's quite vastly different because of the amount of considerations that you have to take in as well. So, yeah, I mean, fundamentally, you've got five events, 14 people, you know, they all come out and lift some stuff and that sort of stays static. But, um, you know, it's just the, the bits around the edges, the, you know, just the level of organisation with the TV crews, you know, getting everyone there, accommodation, transportation, sponsorship, you know, all those sorts of things. Um, you know, you, you don't really have to consider a kind of other competitions sometimes because, you know, people get themselves there and you haven't got to fly anyone in. And, you know, and that's not true. But, you know, from an international perspective, you know, sometimes you've got like the language barrier. You know, the people don't necessarily, you know, speak a huge amount of English. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's there's a guy that, that competed in in one of the ones, um, uh, a guy from Spain who doesn't speak any English. So we were talking right. about Google Translate, like backwards and forwards, yeah. kind of talking about what we were doing and all this sort of stuff. Like, you know, and you get it done, you get it done. But it's it's just one of those things that it, you kind of realise that the um that a lot of the effort is is in the planning beforehand you know and I've had I've had a few people kind of come up to me not just at SCL comps but other stuff and that going you stressed I'm like no I'm not actually I'm I'm all right because you know it, it in my head anyway it might it might just be me that I'm mad and whatever but mm-hmm. um you know if you do all the preparation you kind of get everything done everything's where it needs to be then actually it's you're just it should just tick over yeah. You know, and I, I'm really lucky that I've got an amazing crew of guys, you know, Rob, Phil, Graham, Sam, Graham, you know, there's, there's, there's a big crew of people that, yeah. you know, are really loyal, do a fantastic job, put the shift in, you know, and, and that's not just at the comms, that's outside of it, you know, and, and that's that's gold dust, having those kind of people that, you know, kind of stand up and take that responsibility and help you with it in that way is, you know, it's fantastic. So I guess, you know, from a, a, a things I've learned, um, it's really just to to kind of trust your instincts in a way and just kind of prepare well and um you know and be flexible <laughs> stuff's going to go wrong you know what i mean something's something's going to yeah. happen it's going to break you know and it's just you just have to roll with the punches and and just do the best you can heading into 2024 we got anything new for scl england Oh, we're talking about events. Oh, anything, anything. Uh, well, yes. I mean, we, so in previous years, we've obviously been in Gloucester Keys. Um, we'll be done down there, fantastic venue, but made the decision this year to go indoors um, and sort of change the time of year. So we're going to be holding the event at the Hangar in Wolverhampton. Nice. It's on the 28th of September. Um, so, yeah, so we'll have, um, you know, there's, I can't really talk about the lineup, but there's, it's oh, fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um it's it's without doubt the strong the strongest lineup I've had, and I think the strongest lineup there is at an SCL show this year. Wow. 
Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of big, big names in that there. And the thing is, the thing with, I mean, the tickets haven't gone on sale yet, but the thing is, though, is that because we're moving inside, the venue is is more restrictive on size. So the numbers of, because it will be an all-seated yeah. event sort of thing. like So the, the actual number of people that will be able to physically attend will be slightly less. I'd suggest than we've had, you know, because we we normally get you know a good few thousand people kind of turn up in a combination of sitting and standing and and all that sort of stuff. Like, um, but um, yeah, it'll be it'll be less than that certainly, sort of thing. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll get the tickets on sale soon and we can get them sold. Yeah. So just for anybody who wants to go to that SCL England event, uh, keep your eyes on the Unbreakable Promotions Instagram socials, uh, pretty much every social media, aren't you? So as soon as the tickets are on sale, AD will have them live and just definitely go along to them. I've seen them. I've not been able to get along to one. I keep telling AD I'm going and then something <laughs> crops up. You're always welcome, mate. I know. I, I keep, I'm meaning to, and I'm hopeful I'll be able to come to this one. Don't hold me to it though. Something might crop up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely get along. I've seen the videos. Uh, the Viking walk, as AD says, he's a, I really want to see that live. I want to see that in person. I've, I've seen the video of Gab Bilton doing it, and you mentioned it earlier, making massive, massive blokes look tiny. And I think the Viking Watt does does that. Well, we've got a few uh, a few new surprises coming in this Ooh. year. That um, yeah, I won't I won't talk about just yet because obviously we're going to be doing like sort of event sponsor announcements and stuff like that sort of thing. Like, but uh, but yeah, there's there's some new events coming out um, that uh, yeah, people maybe won't be expecting. We'll. I haven't seen for a while and some variations on existing stuff that you see other people doing. So yeah, there's some, some good stuff to come. Well, if that's not a teaser for people to go and buy tickets, I don't know what is. <laughs> Shrug- yeah, five now. Yeah. Strong, strongest lineup in SCL this year. Some new and exciting events that we've maybe not seen for a while and a brand new venue that's going to look amazing. What more do people want, mate? Well, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the thing in it is, um, you know, kind of, you know, creating, it's, it's about creating that environment as well, you know, and it's, you know, people, you know, people that love strongman, I kind of, in a weird way, I look at it is that there are people that love strongman and they'll, you know, they're dog in the wolf fans and have been fans for years. And then there's the, you know, people that have a passing interest, they might watch it on TV at Christmas and stuff like that sort of thing. And they kind of know what it is. They're the people that I want to get interested because that's how you grow the sport. You know, yes. your diehard fans are going to be your fans until the day they die. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're this, it's in the blood. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those kind of sports where people are really passionate about it. You know, but it, it, the more people that we can kind of bring in that are that are on, you know, on the fringes, have an interest or even an awareness of the sport, the more people you get in to, to events, not just mine, you know, other people's events as well. You know, the the wider the, the knowledge of the sport grows the more, you know, kind of visibility there is, the more, you know, sponsorship that you can bring in, the more money that we can, you know, feed to the athletes, we can, you know, prize money in. And, you know, I mean, I, I sort of try to invest the money back into the actual show and yeah. make the show better and grow the show in that way sort of thing, you know. And I think it, in, in a way, it, you, know, we're all, you know, it kind of benefits the athletes from that perspective as well because of the environment that they're working in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that just, that's amazing because it's, is all about that. It's about trying to grow the sport. I'm a big advocate for trying to grow the sport. That's why I, I created my page, trying to get it out there to more people. Um, and I know I have conversations with friends that, and as you say, watch it at Christmas time and know of it. 
but then also sat there looking at me when I'm like, oh, I'm going to do sort of a, a strongman Instagram. And they're like, sorry, on at Christmas. What, you, what do you mean? You're not going to have it. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to do it for December and that's it. Like, no, it's actually, and when you start explaining the calendar, they're like, oh, wow, interesting. And what? It's in the UK. And it's like, obviously, if you can't tell, I'm from Yorkshire. So having Brits in, in Sheffield and Europe's in Leeds, it's perfect. absolutely perfect to try and sell it to my friends anyway. Not tr- not managed it yet. I'll get them along mm-hmm. though one day. Um, one, one relationship that you kind of have grown over the last sort of 12 months I've seen is the partnership with Official Strongman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've really enjoyed seeing it. Obviously, you put on the uh, England's qualifiers last year, obviously at Gloucester, in the same venue that you used for SEL England with, I think it was five or six guys, then going on to England's strongest man that was yes. in Doncaster last year. Uh, Paddy Ains obviously coming through that qualifiers and making it onto the podium and then making it to Brits. It's amazing to see that ladder sort of forming. But how how pleased were you to be able to get in and start working with uh, official strongman? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was it's fantastic. I mean, we um, the the kind of relationship. It sounds like I have a lot of luck, but it, the relationship kind of came around in a slightly um you know broken way because yeah. um there's a guy called Del Peters who runs runs big dogs um strongman stuff which you know the Viking walk and my logs and all that sort of stuff come from as well and so he used to run Britain's strongest master um I think he stopped in about 2019 mm-hmm. um because then COVID and all the rest of the sort of stuff and uh you know I'd sort of been competing in the master's category for a while and um you know we were sort of I knew him through through other things sort of thing and um you know, I was kind of saying, you know, you're going to run it, you're going to run it, I want to compete and all this sort of stuff. And, and um, you know, at the time he wasn't in a place where he wanted to run it. So he kind of handed it across to me, right. um, you know, and obviously I was already running competitions anyway. And I was like, great, you know, I'm kind of getting a bit old now for them, even for the Masters now. So I'll um, I'll retire and kind of, um, you know, promote it. And, you know, and again, I think it's a, another class that, you know, has grown massively in the last sort of 12 to 24 months. And it's fantastic to see that, you know, there's, there's all these opportunities for, for the masters athletes. Um, and um, obviously that kind of brought me into Darren Sadler's world, um, you know, cause obviously it's uh, had those kind of links through to OSG and sort of stuff like that. And yeah. yeah, again, you know, we sort of, you know, started talking about competition and all that sort of stuff. And I'm, um, you know, you know, it's a kind of a, a fairly slow process sort of thing. Like, you know, we talked about that one and then, you know, our conversations kind of built a little bit around, you know, what other stuff could we do? And, you know, and it's sort of, it's grown into this, this thing that we, we kind of see now, because, you know, you kind of have um, obviously the English strongest man um, qualifiers um, that runs through the path. We just kind of talked about, yep. you've got all of the, um, the women's side of things, you know, from opens all the way down to 64s, um, all the way through to Britain's strongest woman now. Um, cause we're going to run, um, Britain's strongest woman, 64, 73 and 82 later in the year. So that'll be the kind of, you know, the opportunity for the, the weighted classes, if you like to hold that kind of Britain's title. Yep. Um, and obviously the Masters stuff, um, you know, we um going to do England's Masters this year and um, onto, onto Brits at the end of the year. And what I've tried to do in the background is, you know, and this is kind of in consultation with, um, you know, Darren and Lynn Moore, who has from um, Official Strongman, is kind of build out that, um, that kind of, you know, I always describe it as the bottom half of the pyramid. 
Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? The, you know, the kind of the giant slive OSG kind of competitions at the top of it, at the top of it are very, you know, well defined and, and run really well sort of thing. And then there's that kind of bit below that, um, you know, had existed. And, and, and But I think from having been an athlete's perspective, I think it wasn't always 100% clear yeah. as to what routes you had to go to, what competition you needed to, you know, if you wanted to kind of get to, to this competition, what competitions do I need to do to qualify, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And I've sort of spent probably the last sort of 12 months trying to build all of that out um, to the point now where we sort of, obviously we, we talked about the, you know, the England strongest man um, route, but on the women's side, you kind of have, you know, England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales all aligned yep. that all have their competitions all the way, all the way through the weight categories and masters which have a pathway to take them all the way up to um, Brits and on to OSG Europe and on OSG Worlds, you know, and that's kind of a, a clear path. And, you know, there's some great promoters that, that are doing the shows in the different countries and, you know what I mean? And everyone's playing their part, but it's just kind of getting that, um, that kind of clarification and, you know, and, and everyone kind of understanding what you need to do and where, where it gets you. Um, you know, and I think that's I think that's beneficial for us as promoters, but also as um as for the athletes and for the fans as well. You know, yeah. they can see, you know, they can see that there's uniformity and that, you know, it's not a case of if you do this competition, you get an invite to this one. But if you're in England, you don't get an invite to that one. And it, you know, it kind of makes it a little bit confusing. So I'm really glad to have kind of got that all, you know, kind of agreed and in place and um, you know, and it's um I think it's a big step forward um for um for the certainly for the women's side of the sport, um, you know, to to have all that that clearly um sorted. You said it there. The clarity that I believe this year has brought to Strongman, with the likes of you yourself kind of offering that explanation, that clear pathway up the ranks, up the pyramid as you as you called it, it's just a breath of fresh air for the sport. And the understanding is simple and it's just clear for people to see. Go to England, do well, win the show, go to Brits, win the show, go to OSG Europe, win the show, go to OSG. It's it's where you can challenge for that world title and it's it's really great to be able to see that there's been a lot of thought put into this and you can, from a fan's perspective, which is ultimately what I am, it's clear to see from the outside as well that, there has been a lot of work between a lot of people to offer that sort of clarity and that understanding for people and the not just for fans, as you said, but for athletes as well, to be able to actually know where the next competition is leading to as well. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Now there are a lot of options, yeah. you know, as the calendar is filling up, do you That's know what really I mean? Good. I mean, I won't name check things, but there's, there's, there's several options now for athletes, you know, at all levels, you know, you know, I'm not talking about kind of pro athletes necessarily. So, you know, if you don't have that clarity, then you're just going to have clashes. People are going to be unsure mm. as to which is the best competition to go through. And, th- and there's no right or wrong answer, you know, no. you know, if, if people want to do another one, then that's, that's fine. You know, there's, there's no problem with that at all. And, you know, and I think, but it's about having, for me, it's about having uniformity. So it's like this year. So if you take, for example, England's strongest man qualifier and England's strongest woman, we put them both into the online qualifier system. So that, you know, and, and to be really honest, the reason I did that is because it stops people having to 
it is about cost to an athlete. If if I'm if I'm being really honest, you know that. Yeah, I mean, I know some people enjoy regional comps and all that sort of stuff, and I'm not saying that that's the wrong thing to do. But you know, by the time you know, and I've I've had this personal experience myself. By the time you've gone to a regional comp, you've paid to enter, you've paid to travel, you pay for your hotels, time off work, and all that sort of stuff, just to qualify for the next show. It, it can get expensive, yeah. do you know what I mean? And it's, it's it, you know, for me, it's much better to do an online qualifier. And I know that there'll be other people that won't agree with that, and that's fine. Um, you know, that everyone kind of gets the same shot at it and, you know, the 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 top people go through and, you know, it's just one comp, you know, you, you pay your money and, and, and through you go and the pathway is clear for you. Yeah, I think I've seen a, a few people, especially when it comes to the England Strongest Man qualif- online qualifier, because a lot of people were like, so what, there's an online qualifier, then there's a qualifier? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a bit of, bit, of an, bit of an odd one. But the, the yeah. problem we had last year, and that's explain the reason why we've done that, is it that that competition filled up in literally about three days. I'm not surprised. Uh, and, yeah, and, and, and bearing in mind at that stage, it was the first year, and people don't necessarily fully understand... Yeah the pathway and where it gets you uh, you know so it actually was you know a little bit slower than I thought it might be in some ways but um you know it, the online qualifier is purely just a filtration system you know and it you know because let you know if you kind of think about the online qualifier as a start point and then a giant's live show is the end point that's a pretty epic trajectory so you go through two competitions and you're stood next to Luke Stoltman Tom Stoltman you know, Paddy's a great example of that. Yeah. You know, I mean, Paddy's a great athlete. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I'm not saying, you know, he wouldn't have gone on to, you know, kind of, you know, that sort of stuff. And it, it isn't, you know, I'm not trying to take credit for anything like that. But it's, you know, that that the opportunity to kind of do that competition, go to England's and then go on to Brits. That's It's almost like hop, skip and a jump. And you're yeah. competing against people that you watched on TV. You know, and, and you know, Paddy's done all the work and put the effort in and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, he's... It's not like an easy ride or anything like that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I think just having that that pathway there is you can go from doing submitting three videos in an online qualifier, do two comps, and you stood next to Tom Stockman. Yeah. That's bad. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people sort of jumped on the fact that online qualifier, and I don't know why, because there's the, you, I think you put it out, there's a minimum of, uh, there's at least 30 people that's going to be yes. qualifying yeah. up to the in physical qualifier. So yeah. it's not like there's 10, there's 10 mm-hmm. places because obviously the talent in England's absolutely incredible, especially at that open category. There's still 30 places. It's not, not a tight, it's not going to be a challenging thing for the kind of the top guys that are pushing and would be wanting to go to that qualifier the top guys will come, will show up, and will get that invite. Yeah, of course they will. It, you know, and and the thing is though is that, um, what's the alternative? So the alternative is that you you do a direct entry competition that like we did last year, and you know you have you know thirty thirty five people whatever come in, and you know ten of the top guys in Europe, um, in the UK, don't get there fast enough. Exactly. It's almost like a three two one go. Yeah. And if you're fastest finger first and you get your money paid, you're in. Yeah. And that, you know, that to me felt wrong. Yeah. You know, I and, and I, I think it's a much better way, you know, people, for me, people can do, 
you know, in their own, with their own equipment, in their own gym. Obviously, there's rules and regulations you've got to apply, you know, they can submit the videos and then they're, they're in. And they, they genuinely know that they're going up against the top 30 guys in England, yeah. you know. And, and, you know, if you, I mean, we've got at least five places going from the physical comp onto England's strongest man. You know, and if you kind of look at the guys that went through last year, I mean, none of them were, you know, were out of place or way off the mark. And, you know, and the comp weights are, are kind of set to test people, you know, to make sure that they can kind of, they can mix it up at that level. Yeah. Um. You know, and, um. you know, even that just, you know, five, what other qualifying competition is there out there that five people go on to qualify through? It's normally podium at best yeah. i'm sure there's i'm sure there's probably examples out there now that yeah. i've said that and people have seen yeah. that but um <laughs> do you know what i mean i i think considering that you know that takes you to england's strongest man you know that's a, a giant's live show do you know what i mean and you're going up against luke richardson and mark felix and paul smith and all those kind of people that you know you've probably have been watching on the tv um you know and then you know if like paddy jump you know you get you do really well get on the podium and you're at giant's live so you know exactly. yeah Exactly. It's clear to see how you can easily couple decent performances at a competition. And as you say, you're on TV at Christmas time. Yeah. 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 You know, that, that kind of path is now that it's there, you know, if you, if you've, you know, you, you get there and you, you know, you perform on the day and all the rest of the sort of stuff, like, you know, you can, you can be there. You sat there eating your mince pie and, watching yourself on TV. Exactly, exactly. It could be like Paddy Ains because he'll be doing exactly that come Christmas time <laughs> in 2024. But yeah, yes, he'll be there eating a mince pie, doing his grip training. Oh, his- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, with with his cr- friends dressed as crayons. Don't know yeah, if you saw yeah. that. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'll have to ask him what the um, the uh, the history behind all that is. I have no idea, but yeah, it's funny, funny. I think it's what they all used to dress up as at uh, university. Oh, right, okay. So I think it's all his university friends. Uh, from a little conversation I had with him. Um, But yeah, the online qualifier is now open. Yes. It is running until the 16th of March, I believe. Yes, that's correct, yeah. And as we've said, the top 30 from that qualify for the England qualifiers, which is taking place at Fit Expo in Manchester. Yes. On the 18th of May. You can tell I've done my research, AD. (laughs) I've got all my dates down. Not not catching me out. So, yeah, so that's on the 18th of May, uh, which is also the same weekend, as you mentioned, as the weight class England's Strongest Woman mm-hmm. competitions, obviously. We've got the Opens in there as well. Yes. Yeah, so so the, the obviously, the online qualifier is running those same dates for the men and the women. Yeah. And from the, from the women's side of things, it's 12 for each category go through to the physical comp. Sort of thing like so, but you've got kind of opens and all the weight categories. And as we kind of touched on previously, so the opens winner from England's women will go straight into Giants Live Britain's Strongest Woman kind of thing. So there's a direct path there. And that's the same for the other nations as well, sort of thing. That's part of what we've organized that everyone kind of gets that route. And then the um the the weight classes that that fall below, those people will then go on to like OSG Europe and stuff like that. You know, you know, so there's there's a pathway for everyone that wins. You know, you kind of there's something that comes out or it, it takes you somewhere. Yeah. It's 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 we've mentioned it, the clarity of that, unbelievable. Just you know that obviously we're gonna have 
12 unbelievable women in that open category as well. The winner is going to be able to mix it up in that Britain's Strongest Woman lineup. And it's because I, I was at that show last year. That was unbelievable. Mm, yeah, even the even the weight class athletes, obviously, you had the likes of Rhiannon Lovelace, Chloe Brennan, all putting on a good show of themselves. And I mean, obviously, Rhiannon Lovelace, we all know, is a under sixty four kilos world champion. Chloe Brennan podiumed at the under seventy three OSG Worlds. They're not weak ladies. They are <laughs> they are very strong in their own right. But when you put them obviously up against Ladies like uh, Rebecca Roberts, Lucy Underdown, Andrea Thompson, Donna Moore's obviously, and multiple world champions between them at the open category. For them to be hanging around and and not looking out of place at all were a great showing. And I'm sure you running these competitions for England is trying to find that next one, next kind of crop of ladies who are going to be up there, really hanging around with these unbelievably talented women. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, you know, I, mean, I think a lot of the invites to Britain's Strongest Woman have been been announced already, sort of yes. thing. So, you know, a lot of those names you just mentioned there will be there again, sort of thing. Right. But you know, when I was talking to to Diane Sadler about it, we were talking about how the you know the kind of placings would be sorted out and stuff like that, and that's kind of why we sort of made sure that there was these four places that were kept back for the national champions because that means you get that kind of fresh injection of blood coming in from you know and in, and it's kind of the same concepts as you have with the England's strongest man qualifier and also the strongman champions league qualifiers it's almost like an open pool of people to kind of come in and actually you know put their hand up and go yeah I'm good enough yeah I, I deserve to be involved and yeah. and to be re- to be really really honest you know and uh, part of the reason certainly the reason why I set up the SCL qualifier is that um, there was a lot of people kind of saying, oh, I don't understand how I get there. You know, it's not fair. I'm not getting an opportunity and all that sort of stuff. And it was, you know, and I I kind of understand. And so I thought, right, you know what, I'll put on an open competition that people can just turn up. You don't, you know, you pay your money, you turn up and the best man wins, you know? And so if you if you if you choose not to enter that competition then that's that's your choice obviously but yes. you can you can't then say i haven't had an opportunity because you've had one placed in front of you sort of thing like you know so um you know and and obviously there's you know multiple reasons why people can or can't do a competition you know i'm not slating on people that don't i'm just kind of making the point that having those like open access things at the bottom of that pathway are, is really important to give yes. You know, people people to the opportunity to kind of, you know, put the hand up, show up, and kind of go, you know, give me a, give me a chance, almost like you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If you're giving people the opportunity to, as you say, come up and prove themselves, and get and basically giving them a best, uh, strongest man wins, kind of opportunity, yeah. and the, the, you you can't please everybody. I'm sure you've mm. you've learned that in, in your lifetime. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. you can't please everybody. Somebody will have a moan, regardless of whichever way you do it. It's similar to these online qualifier these online qualifiers for England. You're giving people a chance to do it in their own home, in their own gym, with their own equipment, for the most part. And there's still people complaining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's yeah. 
it's one of those things, isn't it? Is that you know, as you say, you won't you won't please everyone all the time, sort of thing. Like you know, and I mean, and part of you know what what we've been sort of trying to do this year is we kind of launched Unbreakable Media as well, which is you know again that's born out of my personal experience. You know, I've sort of as a promoter, I've had really great experiences with you know photo and video and stuff like that, and I've had some pretty poor ones as well, to be honest. You know, and it was it was not it was not about sort of trying to um you know revolutionize the industry it was really just about trying to create a product that that me and sean butler who's the, the guy that kind of does unbreakable media with me as well um you know that we thought was, that was great you know and it kind of ticked tick the boxes from a you know from a kind of video and you know from that technology side of things but also from a promoters and kind of work together to kind of work out how you could hang those two things together and it would work really well and you know, sort of, you know, from both the photo video and obviously we're sort of doing live streaming as well now. So, you know, we'll we'll be live streaming a lot of the competitions that you um that you we've talked about um yes. you know this year sort of thing, Mike, you know, and again, you know, it's it's a little bit I, I guess the 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 kind of the mantra, if you like, of unbreakable versions is about quality, about trying to do things the right way. And yeah. it doesn't matter whether it's the the popular way to do it or you know, the, the, for for me, in in all things, the the quality of something is the most important thing about it, you know. So, and we sort of try to do that with the the media side of things as well, and you know, make sure that you know when we you know photos and videos, we do the best possible way that we possibly can, you know, because it's about the customer, it's about the yeah. end person that you know gets that photo or gets that video. It's a really important moment in their their life their day or whatever sort of thing and same with the live stream and you know if you're going to pay to watch something you want it to be the absolute best quality you you can be and you know there's there's a few things that we've got coming this year that you know i think people are going to really enjoy um you know we've got some great commentary teams coming in and all sorts of stuff like so um yeah yeah it's it's you know we're really looking forward to that kind of side of things as well um and when you kind of bring the two of them together i think it works really really well Absolutely. It's been great to see some of the Unbreakable Media stuff that has been coming out. I know you've been here, there and everywhere. You've been branching out. It's not just all Strongman. I noticed you were doing some wrestling stuff as well. Yeah, we've done some some wrestling. We did some powerlifting and um, yeah, yeah. And all that sort of stuff's kind of still ticking over as well. You know, and it's, it's, well, it's a media company. You know, it happens to be associated to Unbreakable Promotions, but actually it you know can kind of work in 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 pretty much any environment sort of thing and we've had you know discussions with several different sports outside of the ones that we've um we just talked about you know about kind of providing those services and live streaming and doing all sorts of stuff so it's going to be a busy year it's nice to hear it's always good to be busy i suppose yeah that's true that's true yeah uh, just to round out the strongman talk, obviously we've mentioned the Britain's competitions that you've got running in November, which will be at Fit Expo Birmingham. Yes, um, you've got sort of the weight class for the women's. Um, obviously, the Open Britain's Strongest Woman will be taking place in York on the twenty second of June in that double header with England's Strongest Man. Um, so it's just the weight class women's, but you do have Britain's Strongest Master there as well. Yeah, so I mean, we're also because the the one in Birmingham is a three day event. Yeah. So on the Friday, we're going to do a log and deadlift challenge as well. Oh, lovely! So yeah, for your you know your static monsters, if you like, Oof. sort of thing, but um, yeah, your deadlift specialists and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so we'll run that on the Friday, okay. and we have kind of you know that's, that's an announcement there. We haven't really kind of put that out there yet, but that will be happening. Um, you know, and people can kind of sign up for that, and it will be you know max effort. 
um, sort of thing. Um, but all the DLs will kind of follow. And then, as you say, Britain's Strongest Woman, the the weights, if you like, in um, on the Saturday, which is the kind of the main event. And then the Sunday is Britain's Strongest Master, you know, and hoping that obviously we had Loz last year and, you know, and I hope we have a few other people this year as well sort of thing. And, um, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a great comp. And, you know, I'm, I'm quite passionate about the Masters as, you know, a relatively recently a Masters athlete sort of thing. You know, it's um, it's a great community that's, that's kind of really growing fast, which is fantastic. Feel like that's been a bit of a whistle stop tour of what you've got, you guys have got coming up in 2024. <laughs> yeah, we kind of rattled through it to be fair. I'll rattle through in just under about 50 minutes. It's it's to listen to the kind of development of Unbreakable uh, promotions over the last sort of few years is absolutely amazing. And I, I just want to say, from everybody, from a fan's point of view, thank you for all the work that you do okay. putting on these shows, all the effort that you do behind the scenes in trying to provide all the fans with more strongman to be able to watch, which is ultimately what you, you're managing to do, which is incredible. So thank you for all the efforts that you, that you do put in. No, thank you, mate. I mean, it's, it's, it's appreciated. I mean, it's, you know, myself and everyone that's kind of involved with unbreakable promotions is it's, it's a kind of a love of the sport thing, yeah. you know, it's whether, you know, people have competed or, you know, whatever sort of thing is that, I mean, we were joking around on the weekend is that myself and um, Rob and Phil were kind of filling sandbags, which is anyone that's done it is a horrible, horrible task. And it's, we were laughing, kind of saying it's the, the unglamorous side of promotion. And But that's the that's the point is that all those things need to happen. Yeah. So that when, you know, you turn up on the competition day, the bags are good, they're full, you know, and, that you know, so from an athlete's perspective, it's everything needs to be exactly how it needs to be sort of thing. So all that kind of stuff happens off season and on weekends and, you know, and that sort of thing. And that's the stuff that allows those competitions to kind of run. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, it's it's great that, that people enjoy them and um, that, you know, it's, it's a good experience for the athletes and sponsors and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it's... Um, you know, whether it was kind of a, you know, an international show, whether it was a novice show, you know, just we all kind of love doing it, you know, and, you know, kind of getting stuck into it. And, you know, that's that's kind of the passion that kind of we all have to to do things the best that we possibly can. It's about providing that quality, as you say, yeah. quality product for fans to watch who have paid money to buy tickets and also quality for these athletes that are going to be putting their bodies at risk, lifting these incredible weights. Uh, mind-boggling at times so I think that's that's the one takeaway I think everybody needs to uh, take from this podcast Unbreakable Promotions nothing but quality yeah bang on but yeah it's been a pleasure talking to you Aidy thank you for jumping on the podcast no problem at all mate it's been good to talk to you I've not missed any any competitions up coming up ever no 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 I mean the the only the only ones that I that I guess they're a kind of feeder off of it is the um obviously you've got the SEO qualifiers so there's one being run um in Burns Gym um up north in Edinburgh kind of way um on um the uh remember the date now the 29th of June and then there's the the southern one which is actually in Wales which is down at area 51 which is um is on the 6th of June um, you know, so it's um, they're both filling up nicely now, and obviously the winner of those two competitions gets a place at the main SEL show, SEL England. So you know, it's um, a great um, a great pathway. Nice. Look out for those. I'm sure I I will have updates of who who wins those qualifiers and who will be making it to SEL England on on my 
Instagram page, I'm sure. Uh, I do like to put a lot of promotion in to SEL England because I know how good of a job AD does. Um, so keep your eyes peeled on that. We'll have some results. But yeah, once again, just finally, thank you, AD. And thank you to everybody who's listened to this podcast, uh, whether you're listening to it on your way to work, you sat down having your tea, listening to it. I don't know why you've got me talking to you while you're eating. Uh, a little bit insane, but hey, thank you for listening all the same. And I will catch you on the next one.